Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 215. I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. My mind is an utter blank at the moment. Really? So, status quo. What? I like to think when I look at Chuck and he's sitting there staring back at me across the microphones that I can hear a dial tone very faintly <laughs> coming out of his ears. You've been talking to my wife. <laughs> the... <laughs> Millennials, a dial tone is a noise that a phone made before we had cell phones. Oh, my daughter knows what a rotary phone is. Really? She knows how to use it. Does she know how to take a rotary phone and like install a Raspberry Pi in it and use it like a real phone? No. Because that would be fucking cool. Can you? Yeah. Really? It's not very hard. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been doing a lot of stuff with pies. I've been doing a lot of things with pies. Like kids, kids have a toy that breaks, and I'm like, "Well, let's just take this apart." And they're like, "But, but," and I'm like, "Shh, it's fun." Too late, putting brains into it. Now it has brains, and it has its own web page that it broadcasts. <laughs> Is that a mouse brain, Daddy? Shh. Didn't think Daddy got rid of the rats that were eating from the bird feeder humanely, did you? <laughs> Don't remind it about its past life. Never call it rat and never show it cheese. <laughs> it's been getting warmer in Utah. I know. Even I only have to just, turn my heat up to like 70% most days. Even though we just had a blizzard. Yeah. And I two just, days I, ago. <laughs> dude, I taught two freaking classes in the snow. What the fuck? BRCs? Yeah. Oh, wow. it's actually the same BRC across two weekends. And uh-huh. I'm like, perhaps it'll be nicer next weekend. Next weekend comes the snow is still going sideways. I'm like, don't go into that corner of the range. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys do in the snow? Well, the range was actually mostly dry except for the place where it had drifted like behind the gut, behind the gutter on one side. Okay. So I basically moved like all the stuff on that side to one side. Okay. Um, cause the other side was like nice and dry I and mean, it was cold, but it was dry and otherwise like pretty sticky. That was cool. Yeah. If you're signing up for February, you expect cold. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to a certain amount. Yeah. And do you was, guys, cancel on weather or we will in extreme cases or just I mean, it go indoors the, and <laughs> it depends on the students and what it is you know like i mean in my case especially for the second day you know they were there for the first and they were cold and we cut it off after you know, we, we ended up having to do like a, it was like a half day and then three quarters of a day together to make it all fit okay but uh for the first one we had to stop early because it was just it was getting too cold you okay know, it was like they're shivering we're like nope 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 this is not conducive to learning or safety this stops now yeah yeah if you're you know. cold and miserable you're mm-hmm. not gonna learn no exactly you know and it's lame and nobody has fun with it and what the hell's the point right um the second day huge credit to my my students they all showed up with proper like layers and gear <laughs> and they're like Let's do this thing. Like they live in Utah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I was, I was pleasantly surprised because, you know, especially like in like the shoulder seasons, you're like, okay, it's going to be cold, going to be wet. And I know Sarah tells this on the phone, like it's going to be cold and wet. So, you know, bring something just in case. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they show up with like a fucking cotton hoodie. I brought my extra tank Corona tank tops. Yes, this is the double tank top. This is double <laughs> thick cotton. Um, tank tops are not approved wear for an MSF range. <laughs> but you know that the, they'll shop in cotton hoodies and you're like yeah that's that's going to be good for the first 10 minutes and then not at all <laughs> you're not really going to be very happy yeah the one dude was so charged he he, he was you, know, you get the one who there's always the one who's like super into it and he leaves comes back the next week with like a full set of gear he's like i got a whole set of gear it's so comfy i'm like right <laughs> <laughs> told you <laughs> nice yeah yeah that was actually he tested on Virago. He did okay, not amazing. 
know, middle of the road kind of thing. Mm -hmm. He retested on a big bike. He slayed it on the big bike. Like, I'm pretty sure I sold that dude to Savage. <laughs> <laughs> he got back. I'm like, yeah, so you like the Savage? He's like, oh my God, I like this so much. I'm like, yeah, I know your score tells the story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect score. Wow. It's like, damn, dude. You and that thing get along. Mind meld. Yeah, the other guy hated it. The other guy's like, ah, oh, this thumper engine. <laughs> Yeah, but the one dude was like, yep, I, I got to go go find one of these. To buy. <laughs> he just leaves with that one. See ya. Can I, can I buy this? <laughs> no. Well, too late. Well, we had his credit card on file. So, <laughs> so he bought it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, so registering? Yeah, yeah. Did you see this thing I had on the desk here, Chuck? I thought you would be amused by this. There's a lot of things on your desk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's tons of things. Oh, on the desk. registration sticker. Yes, this is a registration sticker. Uh -huh. Did you know that you can actually acquire these before the cop pulls you over? Uh, that is I've, legal in Utah. You can do that. I've heard of that. Yeah, when you get the little thing in the mail, you can actually get your registration then and keep your bike legal. And this is the important bit through the whole year. Sure. Yeah. 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 Just thought you should know. Okay. Just as a matter of interest. Why is yours sitting on your desk? That's not on the bike yet. <laughs> See, when I get pulled over for that, mm -hmm. mine's in my glove compartment. Ah, okay. <laughs> I don't have a glove compartment on the bandit. The cop will be like, why haven't you put that on yet? Reasons. Well, uh, reasons. I'm, you see, uh, uh, did you get pulled over without your registration? No, no. Okay. No, I've got, I've got, uh, I actually don't even have to put it on until the end of the month. <laughs> but I said the thing showed up and I was just like, yeah, let's do it. So I don't forget. Oh uh, yeah. Cause yeah, that's easy to forget. And the bandit of course is like in March because you know, I bottom fed it. So what's that one for? That's the bandit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when you get the registration notice for the Suzuki, are you going to cry? Yes. <laughs> Long and hard. <laughs> Big cry. You just be standing there with one lip kind of twitching and a tear going down here. You're holding the wow. registration. And then I'm gonna get the one for the bandit. I'm gonna be like, seventeen dollars? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no. At least we don't have to pay for safety anymore. Mm. Mm. A whole nine bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Utah. <laughs> Yay. Everything is safe. Hey, the number of tickets they've given out for unsafe cars has gone up. Yay. I'm like, so on the one hand, I'm like, Yay, they're enforcing it. On the other hand, I'm like, that's the ones they caught. <laughs> yeah. But they're making money. Oh, boy. <laughs> I am happy. What will they do with the money, do you suppose, Chuck? Uh, well, if, if uh, I actually, I, I have an example of what they're going to do with the money. Mm -hmm. uh, one second. Yeah. Just to recap the year, mm -hmm. uh, gay conversion therapy remains legal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Medicare expansion is stopped. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The voter approved medical marijuana program is, is blocked, blocked. Mm -hmm. Uh, full strength beer is still illegal, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but, and this is a bit important. Okay. Uh, premarital sex is one step closer to being legal. Wow. We're progressive and forward thinking fingers crossed for the governor to sign. Wow. Actually. Interestingly, there is one thing that I really got my fingers crossed for the governor to sign. Okay. How does try this one on for size Chuck who commutes downtown filtering at stoplights. That would be cool. Mm. 
Yeah, you can't yep. lane split like in California, but if it becomes legal, we'll be able to filter up to the front of the line at stoplights, unless we're in a sidecar, in which case we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but if I'm on the That's, Vespa... You just fly the car, you fun. <laughs> you just drive the sidecar wheel along people's cars. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that, and you'll be behind me going, pussy. Then you just keep the car up in the air the whole way. Oh, my God. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I still have not learned to fly the car at well. Really? Yeah, I've never just sat down to try to figure it out. I've done it accidentally, mm-hmm. or going or really hard around turns. Oh no! <laughs> well, I, that's how I do it. If mm-hmm. I'm trying to do it on purpose, mm-hmm. is I look for a really hard turn mm-hmm. and do it. Ah, okay, all right. I I can't just fly. I suppose just doing it at obnoxious times. And I'm going to totally hypothetically say, Sarah, your mom's. If I was to like come into the parking lot when I was going to class and Dale and Jason and some dude who I assumed was a new coach were sitting there. So hypothetical. And I, hypothetical. In this situation, if I just wanted to start flying the car in the parking lot for no particular reason and flew it all the way to the parking space and then stopped and set it down gently, um, you know, I'm getting pretty good at it. So uh, you have any tips? Well, first thing is make sure that the person who's there is actually another coach and not a student. <laughs> Not applicable in my case, but because okay. Dale might get mad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just hypothetically. <laughs> <laughs> On the flip side, though, when you take a sidecar class, they do actually go through, here's how to fly the car at will. Yeah. Because it's kind of important not to freak out. Yeah. Because if you're flying the car and you, like, stab the front brake or something, yeah. you'll tuck the front end and that will go bad. Okay. You know, big goddamn hurry. Yeah. yeah. Um, or you'll go way wide or any number of other things, or both. Yeah, you know, like yeah. there's a whole host of bad crap that can happen if you react badly to the situation. Yeah. And, you know, reacting well to the situation basically consists of not freaking out and just, you know, setting it gently down and continuing on your way. This sounds a lot like wheelie class. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, honestly, it's I'm sure there's a lot in common. You know, like the, the, the first part of almost any motorcycle technique is this. One, don't freak out. <laughs> Two, be smooth. Three, insert actual control input here. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's pretty much all of it, right? Right. So can you give me some hints for step three? Uh, step three for getting the car up is understand how your bike comes up. Uh-huh. Like, because different bikes with different weight and stuff are going to come up in different ways and steering inputs and stuff like that. Okay. Um, start getting, get, get a big lot and start doing right turns and start shifting your weight outboard until you get a feel for what it feels like when it comes up. Okay. And then work on just holding it up for a minute. And then, because as soon as it's up, you're using counter steering effect to hold it up. Uh-huh. Same as you would lean on a two-wheeler. Um, and then you can counter steer it back down gently and see if you can put it down gently. Okay. Do that a few times and start to get a feel for it. The other thing you can do, um, and, you know, if I was, and what, uh, what Vernon did and what I do if I was teaching someone sidecar is I would set up basically just a cone in the middle of a big empty space. I would say, turn right around this. Take your ballast out. Turn right around this. And then gradually begin to tighten that turn until you find the spot where it comes up. Okay. Once you got that, you can control when it's up and keep it up or put it down at will. Now you can start to do crazy bullshit like certain parties who will go and name but are me and deliberately shift your weight outboard so you can get it up sooner and earlier and kind of trim where it goes. Okay. Yeah. And then the extreme cases, you know, if you want to hang your ass off the left side of the seat, you can almost go in a straight line with the car in the air. Okay. That freaks people the fuck out. Right. All right. Like that one guy who did it for two miles behind the Google Maps van. Dude, you rock. <laughs> the entire sidecar community salutes you, sir. 
<laughs> two fucking miles. I still need to take the Christmas lights off my sidecar. Ah. It looks kind of trailer parky. Visibility. Well, that's true. It is visibility. No one's no one's looking at your stupid Christmas lights anyway. They're looking at the Ural and they're like, oh my god. They're looking, they're goddamn looking at it when I turn the lights on. Well, okay, yeah, that's they fair. better be fucking looking at. <laughs> Look at my lights. Goddamn right. Blinky blinky blink. Fuck yeah. What year what what time of year is it? It's always Christmas at Chuck's Ural. <laughs> so I need a speaker. Yes. <laughs> I I thought that was clear. <laughs> I thought that that was implied. I need, well, I need big old ATV sound system. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's July, fucker. Da, 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 Don't da, care. Not on this bike, it's not. <laughs> da, 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 Throw da, fake da, snow da, behind me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can put a snow machine in this side car. <laughs> I see absolutely no world where this is not a brilliant idea. <laughs> oh my God, I could just drive downtown just blowing snow. You know what you need to do is you need to wait until the bars get out about one. And you need to drive down a busy street in downtown doing that just to fuck with the drunks. <laughs> so they're all coming out. They're like, oh, bro, I got to get an Uber. And you go by. Dun, 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 dun. And they're like, whoa, Santa. I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just pull up next to him. I'm your Uber. Hop in. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set up with a camera nearby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now we see Chuck gang his ass kicked by three drunk dudes. I could intervene, but I won't. But this is good real. <laughs> this is good stuff. So we got some ads. We got ads. To the ads. Let's lead with a Buell. A 2005 Buell XR9 Firebolt for $1,200. Okay, I gotta be honest. I really like the Firebolt. Like, I know the Lightning was sort of the, the you know, where it went. Standard stable thing. Yeah. I really liked the Firebolt. I, I like the way the fireball looks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. cool shit. Let's read about it. Uh, 3,300 miles. It's yellow. Mm-hmm. Ran last time I used it, which was last summer. Mm. Haven't tried to crank it up since then. Also sold a new battery to a friend. Huh. I bought it from someone and never got the title from it. Huh. So in other words, I got shit on, shitted on. I think shitted on. Shitted on. Very strong riding bike. Great for you somewhere. Where no one will ask you for any paperwork on it. <laughs> Serious inquiries only. Not stolen. Will not rob you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried to crank it up since I stole it last summer. Yeah, and sold the new battery to a friend for drugs. <laughs> and by new battery, I mean the battery that was in the bike when I stole At it. At the time. <laughs> because, you know, sometimes... Stole it. <laughs> you're, just, you're trying to get the most money out of a bike. This bike not eligible for the wheel nerds, not stolen key tech. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, nope, I'm afraid. I'm afraid it just won't work with it. So I, <laughs> there's so much sketchy about this. Yeah. Like the fact that it's just like slightly too, it's clearly, the picture is clearly taken like a little too close to it. Uh-huh. Like, to like in a very minimize, small space. Minimize personal details. Yeah. 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 Well, and then, and then just the idea that they're in like this really small space with it, you know, is the other thing. <laughs> like, like they're. Like this is like a like an alleyway behind an apartment or like, you know, between two like industrial buildings where they don't oh, think it'll be found. Okay. But they disguise it as garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and and the raccoons the raccoons come. And bro drives by it every other week or so. Thinking like one of these days. No one's come to claim that bike yet. It's, it's gonna be mine. 
Mm, Fuck yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Intriguing. $1,200. You know, for a 2005 Thunderbolt, if it had a title, I'd be like, yeah, all right. Maybe I'll snag it and, you know, basically ride it until it blows itself to smithereens. Is that the carp talking? Oh, that's the carp speaking. (laughs) (laughs) The carp, the carp is here. Well, now then the carp, the carp has a new life, which we'll talk about shortly. Oh, Okay. The carp, the carp is now looking around for like, hmm, what can I carp and repair and make look nice? <laughs> cash flow. Okay, but we have we will talk later about mm. possible cash flow. Mm. Foreshadowing, foreshadowing. But yeah, this you know, I, it looks pretty, it, especially if it if it ran. I'd take it for twelve hundred bucks if it had a title. If it had a in title, in a heartbeat. Yeah. No. Now. This is the one where the carp would show up in 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 full form with like the hat and everything. <laughs> little, little. Wait, the carp has a hat. Carp has a straw hat. I've always had a straw hat. I don't know why, but the carp has a straw hat. Is the carp a farmer? It's hard to say. Does he have a a straw sticking out of his mouth? The carp is a mystery wrapped in an enigma. <laughs> the carp appears from the depths below, takes his food and goes, never to be seen again. So if I was carping this bike. And knowing full well that it doesn't run and the injectors are fucking clogged or the, you know, valve fuel delivery system is clogged. Uh-huh. I'd be like, what does one of those cost? Double what it costs, and then offer the guy five hundred bucks anyway. <laughs> <laughs> knowing that he could argue me up to six or seven and feel pretty good about himself, and I'd still walk away laughing. <laughs> Cause it's a fucking sports engine. Yeah. This is the easiest damn thing to work on ever. Mm-hmm. This is an 883 with a Buell wrapped around it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could probably figure that one out. Or could we? Because we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. And maybe the motor's not so hard to work on, but others, other parts who knows? are harder. Well, okay. That's, we'll that's probably not going to work. I think, I think uh, it's time for Chunky Trike. What? Chunky Trike. What the fuck is a Chunky oh. Trike? Chunky Jesus. trike. Jesus. It's chunky. Jesus. It's a trike. Whoa. Chunky trike for sale. As <laughs> DVLA registered sometime that I can't read because it's English. Bought three years ago. New MOT till sometime soon. 1300cc Beetle engine twin carb runs very well. Chrome a bit pitted as they do. Needs a good tune up. <laughs> Is this thing running? I am a little foggy on that from the description. Uh, oh man, I love that that control panel. Control panel. Yeah. Oh yes, he's taking a piece of steel and put like switches in it and little crappy LEDs for the control lights. That's amazing. He's just basically wired the Beatles. And keep in mind that the Beatles, the be, depending on the year of Beetle, the actual dashboard in Beetle pretty much looks like that. Uh huh. It's just it's just literally like a a slab of metal with some shit stuck in it. Yep. And there's the shifter sticking out. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. That's all good. Yep. That's the, so this is this honestly, apart from the fact that it's got the ridiculous name, this looks like a pretty standard beetle trike. Uh huh. Which is you know if you're gonna make a trike out of something, a beetle or fiero is hard to beat because what do you do? You put a fucking front on it. And it holds two people. Yes. One would <laughs> hope. Well, yeah. There's two seats. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is somebody, I mean, I would put this firmly in the very standard area. 2,400 pounds. So that's not not any bids yet. 2,600 uh, mm-hmm. bucks. Mm-hmm. No. Chunky track. No. Chunky track. Chunky track. No. Gotta get me 
a junk, a track. All right, what else we have? UK. Mm. A Galera Cougar. 125 cc i have no earthly idea what that is this is this is an interesting trip to a different world 350 pounds and in real money i think that's close to 400 yeah it's like a little over 400 yeah uh what we got the galera cougar 125 cc project project the bike does run (laughs) wait we gotta do this with accents (laughs) i can't begin to galera cougar 125 cc project this project does run Comes with spare engines, one complete and one spare. This is a terrible accent. Loads of bits with it that I have to sort out for winning better. No logbook. Sensible offers considered. Collection only. I have no idea what any of those phrases mean. <laughs> and I don't know what this accent is. It's not good. You don't have no idea. Do so uh, I don't know what a Galera is, to be honest. It kind of looks like a cheesy Chinese shit pile. Um, project. Um, which is code for is not actually assembled. Is there? It seems that no matter what side of the Atlantic you're on, it is not fucking assembled is quote project. Is is there tape holding that headlight together? Uh yes. Yes, there is. <laughs> that is indeed tape that you see on that headlight. Which is how you know it's good and fast and cafe and custom. Uh I can see why it doesn't have an MOT. Yes. Whatever yes. that is. I no idea. Motor. I, I assume registration of some kind. Mate. We, on, we need we, um, we need we need Charlie. English to English we need, translation we here. Need Charlie. Things are things are pretty dire. Yeah. Um <laughs> sensible offers considered. That's a very that's the most English statement ever. It's Italian. Oh, okay. Galera is an Italian motor. Galera. <laughs> Galera. Founded in nineteen oh nine. Wow. Currently owned by Piaggio. Could be because Piaggio owns everything Italian that is not Ducati. So this is a real thing. Jeez. It's, uh... Mm. No, not molto bene. <laughs> it just screams Chinese shitbag. It does. It does. It's the most Chinese shitbag looking Italian shitbag ever. But, uh, <laughs> that's... Well, yeah. you know, noodles were originally made in China and brought to Italy. So why not shitbag bikes? Uh, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, globalization. It and they their mm-hmm. their bikes are for racing. That looks singularly horrible. That's uh yeah. Wow. That's a thing. I, I live it. I just my favorite part is the the sensible offers considered. I think that is English English for don't lowball me, bro. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Serious <laughs> offers don't only. Lowball me, bro. Serious offers only. All right. I don't know what collection only means. Mm. Mm. all right what we got all right <clears throat> we have yamaha rd 125 lc and we'll get the case okay for 1300 pounds here for sale is a yamaha rd 125 lc drag bike in great condition with rebuilt tuned engine blah 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 blah, blah parts shifter considering a damper card cut out a prillo forks and wheels mm-hmm. comes with spare wheels and tires plus new bars if you want to go faster call steward on guard Wait, wait, is ready for anybody wanting to start junior drag bike racing? Oh, okay. Race bike. Dad, I want to, well, it's obviously a drag bike. The thing is like 14 feet long. Wow. It's 125cc. Most of the weight feet long is in that thing. plastic. I think so. Or those wheels. <laughs> it is. This is the long, long bike. Why? The bike is long. B- but. 
Glad his junior drag bike. 125 cc. Is that, who's riding that? Um, 12 year old boys. I maybe someone who's competing in a very specific drag situation. But if, if they're any bigger than a 12 year old boy, that's not going to be an exciting drag race. Well, and it's exciting because you'll be happier and faster than the other person on the 125 if you're good at it. Okay. I mean, this is skill drag racing at this point, right? That makes one. You miss a shift, you're fucked. It's over. You are done, son. That makes one person happy. Yeah. yeah. But, but the other 12 people. I don't. I don't. <laughs> so the other thing I want to point out about this one that's my favorite thing about it is this is another one of those, this is another one of those ones where the background tells a story. In the background from this ill-advised drag bike is an uncertain car with a swooped up back end under a tarp. Uh-huh. If you go to the other picture, you can see what I inevitably knew would happen for this person. It's a fucking Saab 900 with a charger on it to try to get the fucking thing to start <laughs> with its stupid ass side battery that you always pinch yourself on trying to reach isn't that it's natural resting state that's, that's not, this is the sob in repose in the background <laughs> hello i'm a sob 900 how you doing i'm broken <laughs> <laughs> when i run i will be great briefly <laughs> i like the paint job on that bike yeah so the the, the it's got a really cool flame paint job and and, and the someone, swing arm has it too someone had to put together that plastic yeah. by hand oh yeah someone had a vision for this 125 cc drag bike uh-huh um and you know they they made it happen. they did it yeah so if you want to execute a little drag bike it has been executed i wonder what speeds they hit in drag junior drag I bike don't know i'm assuming because you can take a 125 and you can just like you can do things to the engine mm -hmm. where it will run very fast very briefly um but before it explodes yes <laughs> So right. in the old Honda Elite 50 world where I used to like look at what people would do to them, people were talking about, you know, I can get this thing up to 50 and they're like, great. And they're like, not for long. <laughs> and then it explodes. Then everything goes wrong. So on the other hand, if we don't want to buy one of these shitty bikes, we could rent something nice. We can rent a nice bike. Okay. We're on with Austin Rothbard. Is that right? Rothbard? That's right. Rothbard. Yeah, Rothbard. Bardy Bard. Yeah, you got it. Uh, of TwistedRoad.com. He is the right. founder and CEO of what is essentially an Airbnb for motorcycles. Are you also the chief cook you and did. bottle washer? I do it all. I do all. You know what? About a month ago, I was able to say I do it all, but in the past month, we've hired a few people, so I don't do it all anymore. Yes. Wow. Austin, so, are you been, the yes, man? <laughs> Oh my God, I'm already being put on the spot. We, we are, we are having a lot of fun and we're building a really good community. And, how many, uh, how so many I'm, people I'm do really you humble. step on daily, Austin? How many hopes and dreams do you shatter? <laughs> I'm just shattering them all as we go through this world. Oh man. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, I, I think there's a good part of timing and luck that goes into all this stuff. And, um, you know, I've got uh, some good years of experience in the corporate world, but I think some of this was just timing. And and we're still working on it. We don't have it all figured out yet, but um, we're working on, on coming up with a great platform. Okay, that's a good place to start, actually. Who the fuck sure. are you? And what the <laughs> fuck gives you the idea to start an Airbnb for motorcycles? Well, I uh, I spent about 20 years in the corporate world. 
And so I've been really fortunate to have some really good experience. I didn't love it, but uh, I got some great experience. I ran four different businesses over the last 10 years. For example, I was the president of, of Brunswick Billiards. I was the president of a book company. And, and these businesses were pretty big. I mean, anywhere between 20 and $500 million in annual sales. Whoa. But um, I wasn't really fulfilled. And my passion was, was slowly growing or rapidly growing in motorcycles. Can we and have so a job? On, yeah. Well, I hope so. I hope so one day. <laughs> you want to hire so us to be your, your media yeah. men? <laughs> yeah. One day. We one day. Be, we could be spokespeople for the thing. Spokespeople. Yeah. It's great. So, I'll tell you what. Um, I was I was with my wife and kids. We were in uh, Zion and Bryce Canyon out in Utah, mm-hmm. which is real beautiful. Yeah, and, I, and all I kept saying was, "I oh, man, I wish I had my bike." I like literally sat hold hold up in the room for about two hours trying to get a Wi-Fi uh, signal on my on my laptop, and then trying to find a bike I could rent just to go and explore the area on two wheels. And there was nothing, man. So yeah, um, B would be what Hurricane, where the uh, heard, uh, the Harley Davidson is. Probably that or Beaver, or like yeah, way way the crap out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, we were we were in the car coming out of the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. and there were a um, bunch of deer on the side of the road in Buffalo. And I remember saying, "Jesus, you know, being on a bike in this situation would be so much different, just so much different." But I, I couldn't get on. And by the way, it, and, and if if I went down to the closest rental place, which might have been at sixty to ninety miles away, it's pretty limited with the selection. I mean, it only had they only had Harley's, if I remember right. Yeah. Harley's, Harley's. Um, Would you like a Harley? Style. How about a, how about a Harley? Would, does that right. sound cool? It's and it's in black. Well, <laughs> duh. right, right. So, um, well, I started putting it together. You know, in uh, in about ten months later, we flipped the switch. Wow. So, what was your family's reaction to the? Hey, I'm going to quit being a successful businessman and motorcycles. <laughs> well. Um, my wife has always been the most supportive person and she had seen me um, be very frustrated in, in over the course of my career in mm. corporate America. Mm. And she's also seen me want to do something on my own and just never have an idea that I thought was good enough to go all out. So she was really supportive of it. Oh, that's way cool. This is kind of like really, how I got really, really lucky. In fact, in fact, my wife came up with the name twisted road. So, I mean, she's been really a big, big part of this. It's kind of how it goes with the uh, small business I gather is it's a family affair, even if it's not really a family business. Well, you don't realize exactly how much, you know, you're, you're, you're working until, you know, until you're, 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 you have your own business. Mm-hmm. And the thing is like, it's just very hard to turn it off. I've always, I've always worked a lot in my career, but this is different. Like this is where, you know, you wake up at two in the morning because you can't sleep for whatever reason, you're just tossing and turning, or it's too hot or too cold, or any other reason you'd normally wake up in the middle of the night, and the first thing you do is you reach for your phone and you check to see um, if everything's all right with all the riders that are out there, if people are asking us questions through our, our general mailbox, if people have comments on, on uh, Instagram or Facebook that need to be responded to. It's just like it just doesn't stop. Wow. So now, well, how how big is Twisted Road these days? You're we've I mean, got we're just short of we're just short of twelve hundred motorcycles on our site, and nice. we get between fifty and hundred additional bikes uh, every month. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. wow. by the end of the year, we'll, we'll yeah, by the end of the year, we'll probably have between three and four thousand. Holy shit! So how widespread yeah, is it? Right. Are you kind of focused around population centers, and you know, the further out you go, it gets harder, or is it pretty spread? I mean, what's yeah, the... we're we're for the for the most part, that's how it works. I mean, but if you were if you go to our website and and, and do a search in any major metro area, um, you don't even have to type in an area; just click the search button on the homepage. You'll get a list of bikes, and then there's two buttons towards the right middle of the page, and one says list, and one says map. If you click the map button. It pulls up a map of the country with all of our bikes' locations. So when I say 1,200 bikes, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you pull it out and look at the whole map, it's pretty impressive. We're in almost every state. We're not in North Dakota yet. So if there's anyone listening that lives in North Dakota, just act now. You can, you can be the first on the ground. <laughs> you can rent from yourself. Now. Please. Oh, man. Get in here. But, um, yeah. But but yeah, we're pretty. We we got bikes in Alaska. We got bikes in in Hawaii. We always have bikes. Rented out in Hawaii. It's pretty pretty good market for us. Yeah, I bet. Because um, I mean, Hawaii. When I rented a bike there, it was exactly as you're describing. You're like, well, do you want a Harley? Yes. How do you feel about black? I uh, right. all right, I guess. I mean, <laughs> right. I, eh. You know what's kind of interesting is that like, look, I, I ride a I ride a V7 a Moto Guzzi V7 Classic 2010. It's black. There's nothing really too special about it it's a it's a nice kind of entry-level bike that i just push to its limits um and when i go somewhere i want something i'm always trying different bikes but sometimes i'll see bikes that are listed that i think man who would ride that you know like there's a big orange streak glide we have i'm like oh my what a huge fairing in the front i'm like man who would ride that i mean first of all it's orange so it's it's not you know your standard black it's harder i would assume to get rented out with a unique color but sure enough it gets rented and sure enough, people write incredible reviews on it. So it's, you know, I, I can't run the business like I would want every bike. I just have to say there's a huge population of different riding styles. And we just have to serve them all. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's kind of the kind of the thing about motorcycles. Is we're all a little weird. We're just weird in different yeah. directions. Yeah. We got some really cool choppers listed as well. And um, you're going to see a new website being launched in the next two months. And when that goes live, um, you'll be able to do a um, um, sort by riding style. So you'll be able to wow. sport bikes and look at those and look at uh, standards or cruisers, venture bikes, and just sort by that way. So it'll be pretty cool. We're actually both uh, just kind of browsing the site now. Yep. And Todd, I think I found one we need to rent. What's that? It's a 2007 Kawasaki ZX1400. Look yeah. at that swing arm. Whoa. It's like five feet long. Whoa. Wow. Is that in Vegas? Yeah, that's the Henderson one. That thing's that thing's yeah, like yeah. that thing's like longer than Have my you car. ridden that one? No, I was just <laughs> in Vegas. I rented something else, but um I saw it as I was looking, I'm like, oh my god, this is this thing's crazy. <laughs> what in the what what, what in the? <laughs> You're gonna be careful on that, right? Yes. Let me see. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pull off some other unique bikes. Go to Waukegan, Illinois. Waukegan, Illinois. Still on here. Yeah, go to Waukegan. W a u k e g a n. Waukegan, Illinois. W a u k e g a n. Interactive radio. W a u Waukegan. Okay, so we got a scrambler. We got an old Goldwing Scout. Yeah, keep going. And the bottom left corner, you'll see a 2014 Royal Enfield Continental GT. Yeah, there it is. Wow. This is a guy, the, the, the builder who built this, the builder who built this is, um, his name is Tony Prust. 
and uh-huh. he's the owner of Analog Motorcycles in, in Illinois. He brings bikes to shows all the time. And this is one of those bikes that you look at and you're like, and you know, you're, at a, you're at, a, at a moto show, you're at the one, or you're at a moto show, you're at uh, Mama Tried, or any of these, or, or hand-built. And you look at a bike like this and you think, Jesus, you know, I, I'd never be able to own it, but I'd love to ride that. So you so can show a hand- up to a tour on this. That's cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is ready to go. Um, now, now tell me about the bike. Tell me about the bike next to it because it's this Moto Guzzi V7 Classic. Some guy named Austin oh, is kidding? renting it. Are you that thing me? looks like a heap, man. Like, what happens <laughs> if I end up renting and I get that thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> this thing, a lot of vibration. I stay away from it. There was 41 degrees in Chicago today, and I took that damn thing out. So, so far, I've ridden every month this year in Chicago. Every month, January, February. Now I hit March. <laughs> But I love the price difference per day between those two bikes. Well, you know. <laughs> well, you know what? A custom, um, beautiful bike. And you can understand that. You can, under, you can understand that. I mean, one's built by, like, uh, uh, one stock. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one's a unique, one-of-a-kind bike. So. And, one, and one is bike number one on the lot, as it were. Wait, uh, is, you, mean our, you mean our most, our most uh, popular bike? Well, yeah. What, what is the most popular bike you've got? It really that really varies by location. So if you go out to like LA, we we go through Ducati scramblers like all the time. We'll have you know there's there's just scramblers keep getting moved. And but if you look in like Denver, uh, Triumph Tigers do well. So a lot of it depends on where you're where you want to rent and what the roads are there and like that. And what the roads are like, yeah, what the roads are like. Huh. Some people have a lot of bikes on the site. I'll, let's talk. Let's go back to. Um, Let's go back to LA for a second. Do a search on LA. LA. And when you and when you I'm bring in LA, it up, I want to ride with the fancy folks. <laughs> all right. You'll see some great bikes here. This uh-huh. first bike Scrambler, is the Ducati Scrambler Ducati, Classic. Ducati, that thing gets Ducati. rented out all the time. Danielle's great. Now click on the second one, the Scrambler icon, the 2018. Mm, with the fancy. And when uh, you get to Yeah, when you get to that. What I want you to do is click where it says David S. You'll see David's name at the top of the screen on the right. He's the owner. Yeah. So click on David S. Ooh. David's got how many He's bikes? Also got One, the two, two, three, four, five, yeah. six, seven, eight. Ten, ten, two, four, six, eight. Ten bikes on our site. Whoa. And he's got are, a full-time job. Are you a stable um, enabler? He also, he's got a stable of bikes he rents out. <laughs> are, are you the reason why he has so many bikes? Does he just buy bikes to put them on the site? He yeah, he bought them to put them on the site. Is he, he like this many bikes? He's one of your ringers. He he's just he, the guy's great. He's responsive. He's he's got he's just a great guy. He's got I, everything. He's a great guy. See, this seems this seems like I hate Austin this is man so much. You know, you, know, you know what Austin's doing here is this is Austin is the ultimate enabler. It's like, well, I could get a whole bunch of bikes because I'll just rent them out. I mean, you know, you got to pick a bike, right. and I'm going to channel my mother, the real estate agent, and be like. Well, so when you're picking a bike, you got to make sure you pick one good for the location. You got to make sure it's going to cash flow, right? You know, right? What's the vacancy rate on bikes here? I mean, you got to think of that through. You got to do a little calculations, and calculators come out, and or you know, not. Yeah, you know, another, the other thing to think about is um, if you're not going to do it as a business like David, but you just want to have, a, you know, you, you you're thinking, man, my bike doesn't get ridden as much as I'd like. I mean, it, it does get ridden a lot, but not as often as I'd like. Maybe I'll make some extra cash. There's a lot of guys and gals out there whose significant others don't want them spending more money on the bike. Mm-hmm. And the, the hell first you time say. we got a rental, but right, the, we got a rental. Um, the first rentals came in 
right after we went live. We went live within 24 hours. We had our first two bikes rented. Holy crap. And after the guy got paid, one of the guys got paid and he said, and I, and I talked to him about it and he said, Austin, his name was Luis Austin. I just went out, I took the money and I just bought some tools I've wanted for the last six months. It's like, Oh, it's so great because here this guy, you know, hasn't had the money to do it. And it's, 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 it's not like, um, it's not a need, but the money goes towards things that you want. Like, you don't, you know, people don't, you know, need that new helmet or need a new pair of bar and mirrors. Yeah. They want them. And this gives you the, some extra spending money. It's really cool. It's a play check. Hey, Austin, I just went yeah. and bought those tools I wanted. Uh, some rope, a duct tape, taser, <laughs> ball gag, a shovel. <laughs> yeah. It's all I'll thanks bet. to you, man. How many of your own bikes are on, on for rental? I only own one. Okay. So 100% one. of them. Okay. 100%. All right. 100%. I'm just checking to see yeah. if there's any Urals in Salt Lake City. I think I saw one online. There, yeah, happen. not in Salt Lake, I don't think. Um, are you are you in Salt Lake City? Yeah. You guys? Yeah. Yeah. Chuck's like, how um, do I make this Ural cash flow? Yeah, I got <laughs> My Ural needs to. Yeah, Belgrade, Montana. is. All right, I'm putting a Ural online. It's on. Yep, it's go time. <laughs> Ooh, there's an XR in Boise. <laughs> We're not going to Boise right now. Well, I don't know. In case I ever in Boise and and, and stopped and broke down. <laughs> you know what's kind of cool? I'll, I'll tell you something that's really cool about um, about what I'm doing is is I get to meet a lot of um, a lot of really cool people in this industry that are doing really neat stuff. So, like, you know, I met Tony, of course, the, the guy I just told you about. He's got his he's got his uh, bike at Analog. The guy who does Biker Gear Club, are you are you familiar with Biker Gear Club? No. They, they, do a monthly, they do a monthly subscription box. So you can spend, I think, 50 bucks a month and you get stuff delivered to your door. You get probably like 80 to $100 worth of gear and goods and hats and T-shirts and tools. Is there a motorcycle um, in the box? Yeah, it would be great if there were. Yeah. Um, I bought a $100 motorcycle before, I'm just saying. I'm trying to think. There's there's a there's a girl and um there's a seamstress that I met in uh in Salt in Salt Lake who does like the most beautiful bike seats. Um, have you guys heard of Black Stitch Label? Black no, Stitch Label. No, but did write that down. Yeah, Black <laughs> Stitch Label. <laughs> Taking Black Stitch Black Stitch Label. She does recovering. She does custom seats. It's in the middle of of finishing up her website now, but there'll I be a whole section on custom. Bandito. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean seriously. For, yeah, you can get there's there's some really cool what she can do on a motorcycle seat is really amazing. She's very talented. So uh, I'm actually thinking about shipping my Guzzi seat out to her and having her recover it, and maybe put new foam in. She's really really amazing. Oh, so go to Black Stitch Label. Yeah, BlackStitchLabel.com. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. She's finishing out the motorcycle. There's not section, much. So give it a couple of days. Yeah, yeah there's, there's nothing not there. there. Give it a couple couple of days. There are some pretty days. boots though for women. I, I I'm digging the boots. I think that red one would look real nice on me. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what? What? It's 2019. Oh, I'll tell you what. Go, go to the bottom of the screen. Go to the bottom of the screen. Yeah. And if you click the right arrow once or twice, you'll see one of her seats there. Oh, okay. What the hell um, is that? That, oh, that's, that image? That purse? Is that a purse? I don't know. Do you see the? Do you see the one? I I can't take my eyes away from the I think somebody might have snatched up the seat. No, it's there. Go all the way to the bottom of the go to the the bottom of the screen. On the shop page? No. uh, on the on the home page. Oh, on the home page. On the home page. Okay. 
and go oh, to the bottom, the bottom of the page and then click right, the right arrow once oh, or there twice. We go. And you'll see. There's it. There's a I mean, how dope is that? Oh, damn. That's, That's clean. clean. Like black and gold. Right. I like it. So, yeah, we're going to have to get it. The black and show. gold. Yeah, we got to get it. Get it on the show. Yeah. Get it on the show. And there's, there's, there's really cool piping. You know, it's just a beautiful job. Um, That's cool. I think her, I think what she actually does like to talk to you about talent is I think she works, um, doing as a seamstress at a parachute company. So like her, her, her skills are like top notch. Yeah. Parachute people don't have a lot of tolerance for seams. That rip. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, there's like, you know, it's okay. It's just one zero seam. chance for like fucking zero chance for error. <laughs> but at least, you know, they won't complain after. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I have no complaints from users of my stuff. <laughs> hey, he, he, go, go, talk about complaints. Talk, like, uh, uh, taking this back to a somewhat serious item, mm-hmm. we we almost never get any complaints. And when you go through our site and you check out some of the reviews, mm-hmm. 97% of them are five-star. Wow. I mean, 97% of them are five-star. And they're really, like, really thorough and rich content. Like, people are just having a blast on our bikes. It's really oh, cool. How involved is... is- twisted road in in the interaction between the renter and the, and the rentee um this is this is a great question um we are extremely involved so the first thing we do is when the when the um we're often texting before the ride begins mm-hmm. just to make sure everything's good but once that bike leaves and once they have the exchange um we are texting both the renter and the owner we're making sure the exchange went well, the bike is running well, everything's going okay. We encourage the rider to reach out to the owner and just check in and tell him the bike's running well, he's having fun. So we have a guy on our team, Nick. Nick literally is reaching out to every single rider and owner on this site every day. And if there ever is an issue, everybody knows who to contact. I mean, they go right to Nick and, oh, nice. um, and we take care of any issues. So he's a single point of contact for the whole company. Wow, how many people are we're at like, Twisted Road? Uh, we got three. It's it's me and three others, so four people okay. total. Two of them are um, basically it's between a community manager. We have um, uh, someone doing uh, some web design, some back end coding, and also some digital marketing as well. So we've got and customer service. Everyone's wearing more than one hat these days. Yeah, that's the that's the usual startup gig, right? I mean, there's yeah, absolutely no chance the desks are in your garage. Uh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's it's busy, but it's great. So now, I, are there bikes that you kind of look at and sort of say, no, probably that doesn't belong? I mean, how how much do you vet what people put up there? Is it kind of like, you know, so, so let's, Nick, let's yeah, so Nick looks pile. at every single bike that comes across our desk. It, mm-hmm. And Nick, Nick also does the review of the bikes and decides whether or not we're going to approve them. Oh. Um, there are some bikes that don't meet this, the, the, our kind of written standards, which is we don't take scooters, dirt bikes, or trikes. Hmm. Um, if it's got, it's got to go on the highway, it's got to go street, be street legal and has to have two wheels with one exception. It can be a two wheeled moto with a sidecar. Okay. okay we'll do sidecars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you get past that, that hurdle, um, there are certain things that we look for. Um, but really what we're looking for is a safe machine and a committed owner. And if you, if we can, and we get those two things going, um, we're up, we're off to the races. And there's a lot, there's a lot of different things that Nick is looking for just to see what, make sure that the, that the owner's committed. So you guys wouldn't accept a Harley trike. We would not. That's okay. right. And we get requests for that all the time. We have, we have both requests 
for owners to list them, and we have requests for for riders to ride them, and now we what, just don't do it. Sling, we don't take slingshots. You none of that. Mm-hmm. So what leads you to not doing those particular things? Is it just to kind of set yourself apart from what else is out there in the rental business, or is it we are, we, there's extra? We problems? are a motorcycle. We are a motorcycle company. Mm-hmm. We build the community around motorcycle riders, and um, I don't understand. You know, angry trike riders and go. Well, I don't, hey, I've, I've only been riding for like three and a half years, so I'm new to it. And I'm learning about the culture, and I'm loving it. Whoa, whoa, but whoa, I don't know whoa, anything wait, about wait, the dirt wait, bike wait, wait, culture. Wait, 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 Yeah, go, go, go. Roll, roll it back. You have been riding a motorcycle yourself for three and a half years. Uh, yeah, August of 2015, I started. And it just, like, seized you enough as a passion that you had to start your own business in it. I, I had to. I had to. It was a huge what problem did you start out in the on, industry. Man? This dude's in with both feet. What did you start out on? This my, I told you, it's my only bike, this Moto Guzzi V7 Classic. Oh, that's okay. I, I, You've only had one bike. Long, the bike. I took a learn-to-ride class. I learned to ride, passed the test on the DMZ, and I think I think it was either that day or the next day I bought the bike and moved on. Todd, I, I um, understand now. I, I understand what he's doing. He, His wife will only let him buy one bike. Yeah. By the uh, way, yeah, you're right. I was on the, I was on the 2019 uh, Indian Scout. That bike is so dope. It's That's amazing. That's why this company exists. This is garage enhancement. I, 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 was, I, was te- I was telling her, this is my garage. You're looking at my garage. I have 1,200 bikes in it. Okay, dude, I must admit, nicely played. <laughs> that is clever. That is clever. You, sir. I'm probably, the most, I'm probably the most avid renter on our site. I think I've rented eight or ten bikes by now. Oh several several people call him profit margin. He did all yeah. this. Just so oh you can ride more bikes. So, so now this actually brings up a question because I, I look at I look at what you've got here. I look I look at like the rental companies and then like you know you can rent something which is impossibly exciting, possibly probably not. Um, yeah. And the rental companies a lot of the time you have to like you set it up beforehand and it's like a couple of days you know, before you go on the trip. How much time yep. ahead do I need to be planning on? Because like I'm thinking of cases where I'm stuck somewhere for a couple of days, picking my nose, and I'm like, fuck, this on a bike. Um, yeah. How what are my chances? Right, right now, right now, um, you can't rent the same day. Let's mm-hmm. start with that. That's a limit we have on the site that we sure. will unlock one day when we're ready. Yeah, but you yeah. can't, you can't rent the same day. You can rent twenty four hours in advance, mm-hmm. um, but we encourage people the minute they're thinking about renting to just rent the bike that they want. Mm-hmm. And the reason we we encourage that is for a few reasons. Number one, we have to make sure the bike is available. Some bikes go to the shop every now and then for maintenance. Some people take vacations and just haven't blocked it out on their calendar. So things happen. So, Some bikes explode in so, flames at 85 miles an hour on I-15. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Not hypothetical. Anyway, no, it's not. It's not. So, you know, if you get your rental in, we can at least make sure the bike is ready. Sure, and by the yeah. way, people think, well, you know, what if I want to cancel? How does that work? Well, we offer a hundred percent money back, cancel at any time policy. Okay. So, you know, if you're thinking, if you're on the road and you're like, man, I'm going to Vegas for the for AIM Expo, and I, w- I really would like a bike next week, just put it in there, rent it, and then you can always change your mind and pull back. We'll give you all your money back. We'll refund your card immediately. Wow. There's really no risk to. Um, to put, getting a getting a bike through our site. If you change your mind, if there's weather, if you get there and the 
the the bike doesn't look safe or you sit on the you sit on the seat and it doesn't feel comfortable just cancel it we'll find you another bike or we'll give you your money back nice so now now what's the profile of people renting stuff i mean are you pretty typical and you have the one bike you rent or is it most people like they have their primary dirtbag machine and then they rent out their secondary machines the primary person is somebody who's who's traveling Mm-hmm. for work or, or leisure and uh, just wants to get on a bike. Okay, but I'm, I'm talking in terms of the people renting out the uh, bikes. So, yeah, renter. renting the bike oh, renting is out. somebody who renting wants to out. Renting yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, it's it's kind, of a, it's kind of a mix. Sometimes you have people with just one bike, mm-hmm. um, and they're thinking about selling it. But they're like, you know what, let me put it on Twisted Road for a little while and see if I make any money because mm-hmm. I don't right. ride it that often. Sure. Some people have more than one bike, and, and it's really interesting watching them because as people list their bikes, they'll say, We'll often hear someone say, oh, you know, you can take my Sportster, but not the Ultra Glide. Okay, fine. And then, you know, so they list one bike, and then they get a rental, and everything goes well. They meet the guy. The guy's awesome who rents from them. Good experience. And, tw- and 48 hours later, you know, he gets paid. Like, it's, the money's in his account. Then what happens is we see the Ultra Glide listed. It, it just happened. <laughs> you, you know? It's so funny, and it happens all the time. We'll see one bike on there, it gets rented, the guy gets paid, three more bikes, and the same guy gets listed. So, that's cool. They just need some comfort that you know it's okay, and we're we're legit, and we're going to stand behind our business. I mean, we've got an A rating by the Better Business Bureau. I mean, we're 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 doing everything we can. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I can I can I can sympathize because there's a part of me that's like I'm I'm terrified of the idea of renting my bike. I'm 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 antisocial right. by nature. And I'm like, oh God, right. somebody's gonna, gonna touch my bike. I mean, granted, one of them blown up, so who cares? But you know, like the idea of somebody messing around with my bike, I'm like, ew, yuck, oh, <laughs> right, get off, right, right. Well, I'll tell you what, I would never put my house on Airbnb. Yeah, I'm the first yeah. person to say I would never do that. I don't want anybody in my house. Mm-hmm. And yet, I've stayed in other people's houses through Airbnb. Mm-hmm. So. You know, the sharing economy hits people in different ways. And you don't have to put your bike on here to rent someone else's. It's just an option. Right. Now, one of the things you know, I, we throw I you, saw... We throw you some money. If you if you put your bike on, on, on our site, we throw you money. Once it's approved, we give you 25 bucks to use on anyone else's bike. Cool. So I, I was going through the site earlier. And yeah. um, you guys talk about you get... Uh, of you review someone's motor vehicle report before, at, when they apply to rent a bike? Yeah, wow, you really got into the bowels of the company. We're, you're, you're okay, yeah. There's something called an, a motor vehicle report or or, or an MVR. And so are we just like calling company, DMVs all over to get this info? Or? We have a link that goes to every state's DMV, and when you put your driver's license number in and you go to pay, our system immediately um, connects to theirs and just checks to make sure you have a non-suspended motorcycle license. Okay. If you do, it, it goes to the next step in our process. Okay. But that probably takes about three seconds or two seconds. It's fast. Are you checking any for anything else on that report or is it is just to see if the license is valid? Right now, we're just checking motorcycle endorsements and validity and not suspended. Okay. In the future, we're going to be checking for some other things. We have a, an up, we have some new things coming in the next three to five months, and we'll be checking for those as well. So here, here's a here's a monkey wrench for you. What about Utah? Because you know our licenses are not necessarily for all sizes here. 
So it's possible to have um, an M6 and you're not legal to ride anything above 650. He's like, oh, I shit, have to look and see. It's a good question. I don't know the answer. I have to look and see how our system works. Is in Utah, Utah unique in that? I don't know of any others off the top of my head. I, mean, we, I know they do it in, in Europe and oh, yeah, England, yeah. but I don't know about yeah. here. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, time to shut the company good. down, Austin. You're done. You found a chick in the armor. Damn you, Todd. <laughs> I ruined everything. Well, no, because I, I brought up the idea of like putting the Ural up there and the GS. Yeah. Yeah. And the first thing my wife, who immediately, immediately in any circumstance will jump to the worst case scenario whatsoever and mm-hmm. then have to take two steps back because she's envisioned the explosion of the planet. No matter what it is, it ends with the planet exploding. Okay. All right. So she had a lot of questions about how uh, the owner, you know what? We need a term. Mm-hmm. We need a term. I can't, I, I can't. It's oh, owner. No. It's owner and no. rider. It's owner no, and rider. no, oh. it is not. Okay. It is bike lord. Okay. The bike okay. lord <laughs> and the renter. <laughs> That's how it is from now on. Okay. So say Chuck. Okay. So how does the bike lord get protected in the case of damage or the bike totaled or the bike never comes back or the guy's steals it? We have a guarantee. We have a guarantee on all of it. We got a guarantee on, on all of it. If there's damages, we take care of it. When the bike, when the bike gets checked out, the owner and rider do a walk around the bike. They take pictures of any existing damage in the bike in its current condition. It automatically gets attached to the to the, the, the rental record in our system. Right. Yeah, and I guess he knows who the renter is because he's got their driving. Right. I've got their driver's license, a copy of their insurance card, and a thousand dollar credit card hold. And so, I was, uh, and it looks like yeah. you guys, um, in the case of damage or accidents, you guys pay the bike lord directly, and then you go wrangle with the insurance company. Uh, yeah, it, it depends. Sometimes we'll do that, or sometimes we'll go directly to the insurance company, and then th- then they'll pay it. It depends on how much damage there is. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we want it to go as fast as possible, and, sure. and we want the owner to get paid a fair amount. So I, I, the question I have now that I'm looking at the listings here is: it look your max payout, if I remember right, was like fifteen thousand. Yeah, that's right. So if someone's got like their Ultra Glide 2018 decked out it's something that easily costs 20 grand or 25 grand yeah what happens then well let, let's let's talk about what would happen um if if the bike goes out you're, we're talking about a scenario here where a bike goes out the bike is worth more than fifteen thousand. yep and it gets totaled right um I, I i don't i'll tell you now that the chances of that happening we've been around for a year and a half. We've had thousands of motorcycle days rented. That's never happened. Sure. But you're and, a business and, guy, so you must have thought of that. Yeah, we we will pay it up to 15000 The The owner is taking a risk okay. at that point. Can the owner go after them for more at that point? No, they can't because okay. the owner and the rider both sign an agreement when they rent with us that um, – that that uh, that they are not going to go. They're not going to sue or hold anyone, any partner, uh, Twisted Road, or not any other user liable for anything. Okay. So it's it's in violation of the terms of service. Okay. So that's something the owner takes on themselves. But they realize that you know if something goes worst case scenario, then that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Now have 
have you? What's the worst case you've had so far? I'll give you an example of something that was a worst case scenario. Okay. It, it was, it was like Halloween um, last year. I'm out trick or treating with the kids and I get a phone call and a, a rider was riding and, and, and um, he hit a patch of gravel. It went down. The bike was a, a brand new 2018 Triumph. I don't know what the hell it was. It was, it was maybe, maybe a Bonneville T100 or something. I can't remember. Something spendy. So the, um, we got the estimate on it. The frame had been bent. And then the frame is bent. The bike has been totaled. Oh shit. And the, uh, the, the, um, we immediately put a claim in with the rider's insurance company. That's the first thing that happens. The rider is responsible for damages. So we go to his insurance company first. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 uh, owner told us that the estimate that was coming back for like whatever it was 10 grand or 10, five was actually a thousand dollars less than he owned on the, on the motor than he, that he, that he owned, uh, owed his, he was upside his, down on in loan, it on his loan. He was upside down. in it. Okay. He had, he had gap insurance. Just in case he got into a situation like this. Oh, good. Um, and I'll t- and and I'll tell you kind of what happened along the way. The first thing that happened is we told him not to worry. If the gap insurance doesn't kick in, we'll pay him the thousand. We're going to cover it. Okay, we don't want him to have any pain with this. And he trusted us. We're going to cover the thousand. That's uh-huh. the first thing. The rider felt terrible about dumping this guy's bike. I mean, terrible. So he immediately sent him the deductible for his own insurance because the ins- if, if they're going to pay him ten thousand, they're not going to pay him ten. They're going to pay nine because there's a thousand dollar deductible. So he immediately sent sent the deductible to the owner, which was thoughtful. That was very. Cool. He also immediately sent the owner a five five hundred dollars through Venmo and said, "I feel terrible about you know the damage I did to your bike. So here's five hundred bucks of just kind of goodwill." And All a right, fruit basket. And a fruit Co- completely unheard of. So then the next thing you know, I'm on the phone with the owner. He's thankful for all these things, but he said, you know what, Austin, I kind of feel like my friends are going to be like, you know, we told you so I love what you're doing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great concept and you're helping the community and everything. I just, I just feel like, you know, I'm going to, I, I'm going to look like I made a stupid decision here sure. because of what happened. And I said, let's step back for a second. You just bought a 2000, you just traded your, your 2018 Triumph in for a 2019 brand new bike with no impact. I mean, you got all the money back. You go out and buy next year's model and you're clean. And so the minute he thought about that, he's like, whoa, you're right. Like I had the bike for however long, six months. And I basically just got a check for it. And I'm going to go buy a new bike of next year's model. So at the end of it all, everybody was pretty happy. Um, we of course let the, you know, we make decisions as to who to keep on the site and who to, who to ban from the site. Mm-hmm. Um, the rider didn't do anything wrong. And, and he sometimes shit happens with bikes and we know that. So when I, I don't remember how it came up, but I, I, I mentioned to him, you know, the next time you rent, you know, we feel terrible that this happened. You know, we'll give you 50 bucks to go rent the next time it's in your account. And he's like, Oh, I can't believe you guys are letting me rent again. I'm like, dude, shit happens, you know, and you were really, you were upstanding and ethical and, you know, and fair. And, you know, those are the type of people we want in the community. 
Cool. So that's so, kind of a worst case scenario. So what should what should listeners know if they're thinking of listing one of their bikes? Like, what do you wish all the people who uh, showed up with bikes to list knew ahead of time? What, what do I wish that they knew? Yes. Okay. The first thing is, um, there's no downside to listing your motorcycle. There is no risk to listing it. And the reason I say that is, you will get a list. You will get a rental. And when you get that rental, you'll be able to. You'll know that it's from a valid, verified rider. And you'll see his riding experience. We make sure that everyone's riding experience is, is in our site. And you can then decide whether or not you want that person on your bike based on his experience. Paranoid Coach Todd approves. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, like, like I said, you put your, you put your, your, you know, your Triumph Bonneville on there. And let's say you never get a rental. You're no worse off than, you know, you were without having your bike on there or you get a rental and you start having, or you, or you get a rental and you start having cold feet or, or you're worried about the rider. You just cancel it. There's, there's no risk and you're completely in control as the owner. Now let's say you put your bike up there and you say, no one's riding my bike for less than 200 bucks a day. Well, you may never get a rental, you know, <laughs> so you have to be realistic with what you charge. Aww. Um, <laughs> so if you don't want anyone on your bike, then don't put it up there. My mic is a one of a kind custom. I have several off the shelf parts. Now you must pay top dollar. <laughs> so I noticed that the bike lords have reviews about themselves. Um, yeah, there's three types of ratings. There's three types of ratings. There's um, the rider rates the owner. Uh-huh. The owner rates the rider. Okay, and then the rider also, yeah, the rider also rates the bike. What, what, uh, how does a, a bike lord see the, the review of, an, of a rider? A potential writer. Uh, uh, um, when, when he gets when he gets the request for the for to rent a bike, he goes into his profile and he can click on the on the rider's profile and he'll see any reviews that have been written about him. That okay, that's cool. Yep. Cool. Uh, we try to make it as transparent as we as as we can. You know, we're, and like I keep saying, we're not. This isn't about a you know a one-time rental or us, you know, you know, making a lot of money quickly. It's the last thing that we're doing. In fact, we're not making money. I mean, it's not happening quickly. Now, we're it building sounds a community. Like, it sounds like you yeah, get a lot of uh, return business. Yeah. The, 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 um, like I said, we've been up and running for a year and a half and a lot of people just rent once when they take a vacation, like over the summer. So what we're seeing now are people who come back, um, you know, they rented last March. Now they're back this March. Mm-hmm. So that's nice to see. We have a few people who who travel a lot for work, and every time that they get on a get to a new town, they rent with us instead of instead of using a rental car, and then they uh, they get reimbursed for it from the company. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, if I put oh, two bikes started, up, do I get fifty bucks or just twenty five? Twenty five. You get it the first time, the first bike. Okay, only the first bike. Damn it. Yeah, <laughs> but if you if you right, but if you if you then post that bike. On Facebook or on Instagram, you tell everybody that your bike is on Instagram, uh, bike is on Twisted Road to rent out. Uh-huh. Um, we'll throw you another 10. Oh, nice. So you can basically get 35 bucks real easy. Okay. And the other and, 35 and, and, bucks comes real hard. Chuck's will immediately yeah, squander hard, it. Right. Chuck will immediately <laughs> squander it, renting something ridiculous and awesome. Yeah. The other, the other thing is the, is the, um, if you live in Southern California, and this right now is only in Southern California, San Francisco, 
um, you get a, you get a rental on your bike, but you can't make the rental time cause you're going to be working the next day or you're going to be traveling. We have an agreement now with cycle gear where they are remote pickup and drop off locations for us. Oh, that and is they'll cool. handle it all for, oh, they'll wow. handle it all for you. That's yeah. way cool. So you just take the bike to cycle gear and the other dude will come get it. Yeah. You take the bike wow. to cycle gear the day before. Um, they've got a checklist they go through and you, instead of going to the guy's home or a local Seven Eleven to get the bike, you just go to the cycle gear and they'll handle the whole exchange for you. That's cool. I'll be renting from Whole Foods parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rent from where the I back do, alley. Where I do all of my sketchy business. The back alley behind that, uh, the third Asian massage parlor on the left, <laughs> Crenshaw and <laughs> Hollywood. Just meet me there. Bring the money. So listeners go and check out Twisted Road. Rent a bike or rent a bike, either direction you choose, or both. Be a bike lord today. Twistedroad.com. This has been great, guys. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks for coming Thank on. Thank you, man. Awesome. That's pretty cool. So so as I'm listening to this, I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't really want to rent the Bandit because I want to get it back. Um, <laughs> no, really. I mean, you know, is it, you, rent, you rent the Euro and it's like it's not that fast and there's a certain amount of, of you know, it's people know it's a Ural and they're not going to like do anything too stupid, but you're still worried because it's a sidecar, right? Mm. And they're a little tricky to ride. Okay. Take the Ural and all the difficulty of riding it, quadruple the power mm-hmm. and remove a hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. That's the bandit. <laughs> Sounds good. It's not, not a bike. I'm going to send somebody who doesn't know sidecars off on. So what would it take to make you feel comfortable? I don't know. I'd have to, honestly, the person renting the bandit would have to be somebody who like rode a sidecar regularly. Mm-hmm. If they're like, yeah, my daily whip is a Ural back home. Um, I'd be like, yeah, fucking all right, let's do this. Okay. You okay. Know, I'd be like, whatever. Okay. Cause I think I'm going to put the Ural up for sure. The yeah. Ural and the GS mm-hmm. I'll put up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can't put up the scooter, unfortunately. Oh, I could put up the, the, I, out of the two, I imagine the Ural would get more rentals than the GS. Uh, I bet the GS would get some action. In fact, I was, I was going to ask you if you were renting the GS because I know a guy who's trying to find a GS for his cousin when he comes into town. Oh, uh, when's he coming? This year. Yeah. I don't remember, but I'll, yeah, I'll put the, I, I was planning to put both of them up. Okay. I just figured the Euro would probably be more of an attractive. Then there's got to be other GSs for Salt Lake. One would assume. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, the Euro will probably be because the other Euro was in Montana. Yeah, and so, I'm assuming what you'll get is you get the people looking for the novelty type of deal. Yeah, so you know I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it'd be good. Yeah. yeah, I just don't see the bandit working out. But now, I, but now the carp in me is like, there's at least one guy at work with a nice beamer. It's not really my style of beamer, but uh, you know I'm like, mm-hmm. he's getting you know he's coming down near my my carp strike price. Is he selling it? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's coming down near the carp strike price. What, what like, is it? Interesting. It's an old RS. RS. What's he asking? Uh, it's not much. <laughs> no, hey. I checked. What's he asking, Dodd? <laughs> it's not quite carp price. Yet. We're not carp yet. I am not a carp, Todd. <laughs> What's he asking? Yeah. <laughs> a few grand. A few grand, Todd. Yeah. You don't say. Yeah. Todd? Yeah. Can I have his phone number? No. I'm going to shine the light. Why do you on. want an RS? <laughs> it's not so much that I want an RS. Mm-hmm. It's so much that you're looking at an RS. <laughs> Hi Todd. Hi. Check your shine the light on me right now. But I'm but I'm looking at this and I'm like, this could be a fun bike for me to ride sometimes. But if I carp it up and fix it up, 
then I could turn around and rent it. But yeah, I'm like, I'm suddenly like something like the bikes I want to kind of carp and I'm like not a hundred percent sure if I would actually use it all the time, but I kind of interested in it for the novelty. I'm like, Hmm. <laughs> huh. Suddenly my carp tendencies take on a new light. Does he have it on KSL, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's, it's the, you yeah, because your heart isn't your heart really set on a new Strom. I'd really like a new Strom. I just I the the just buying a new Strom. It's just shelling out for a new bike that I'm just so like. There's so many other things that I need and want to spend money on. We can rent you one. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a safe rental. Then again, I didn't think riding the Goldwing would be safe, but I rode it and I was like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, we can rent you a new Strom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> can i just take this rental to suzuki dealer and just you know, like make buy one there and then bring it back to you and then you can you know, ride on the back of your bike back to the suzuki dealer and what i don't know <laughs> it all got weird the logistics got complicated i used your bike as a down payment <laughs> sorry bro <laughs> but check out this sweet straw <laughs> you could totally ride it when you want to <laughs> Bro, I'll let you ride on all the weekend. Don't tase me, bro. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, I'm like, hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that you know, so I could I can have my third bike that I'm not really sure about, and you know, kind of cycle through it. Do I like it? Does it rent? Maybe I'll rent it. Not sure. And you know, like he's talking about the, I'm thinking of selling it, but I don't know yet. Your third bike? Where are the other two? The scooter and what? Scoot and the Bandit. Oh, okay. Got about one of those. Yeah. Okay. And there's a pile of Strom, which by the way, we have a job to do coming soon. Well, yeah, we're going to, we have to take the Strom on its final trip. Yeah. We're going to like take it out to the middle of the salt flats and light it on fire. Right. I figured we just take it to the junkyard so I can get a little money out of it. My idea sounds cooler. Yeah. But, but I have to, I have to go and pay homage to the ultimate carp. Also, we need to bring recorders to interview him. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the carp Lord. Bill's, Bill's boneyard on the West side where the carp Lord resides. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show up and we'll, We'll give the carp salute to each other. <laughs> the eyeballs popping out. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I gotta go. <laughs> Locking the car door. <laughs> just, just driving away. I bow before you, carp lord. In your mighty carpness, your carping is that by which all the rest of us are judged and found wanting. I'm really uncomfortable with this. I'm just picturing a giant carp wearing a straw hat and a little shack <laughs> surrounded by old bikes with a, a walking stick that he drags himself around with. You have come at last for wisdom. Hello, young, young Todd. Come inside. Let us feast on mud and sand bugs. I don't know. What are the shit that's on the bottom of a fucking water whatever comes down from above <laughs> i'm very uncomfortable with this <laughs> i don't know if i can handle two of you <laughs> no no this this guy's cart powers are incredible this guy's cart powers are as far beyond me as i am beyond chuck i don't want to be a car <laughs> i have no interest in being a car <laughs> I, 
You see, Todd, and this is going to happen to you really, 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 really soon. Mm-hmm. Once you're past 40, mm-hmm. you become less of a carp. I see. Because you realize you're going to die mm-hmm. soon, mm-hmm. probably tomorrow. <laughs> so, you know, you want to have a nice thing mm. Mm. for a little two minutes before you die. Oh, okay. Where the minivan gets me. Yeah. Because <laughs> you are turning 40. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll buy you a bike rental for your birthday. Ooh. Would that'd you like be a, a bike rental? That'd be a genuinely awesome birthday present. <laughs> get you a bike rental. Hmm. Something. What's the bike you hate? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to give me something really nice, you know, if you find like a like a white Hannigan classic, it's just lying around. Silver, silver Hannigan Bandito. That send that along. Sounds a little not hypothetical. Because <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking, you know, I'm trying to carp up a sidecar, which is which is always a dodgy proposition because old sidecars come in a lot of a lot old. of different ways, <laughs> and they can be real old. Um, is this a porcelain bathtub? <laughs> yes. Is this is this a water heater? Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> but but like I'm I, you know I'm like uh, I'm still torn of put a new sidecar on the Bandito or something else and then I start getting it in my head I'm like I could get really like a rocket and put it on it and then I realize I'm like what if I got a Bandit 1250? Cuz I love the Bandit engine. God, I fucking love that engine. Like a little more engine with fuel injection. Uh-huh. And uh, like a windshield because fuck cars, a native windshield. Yeah. Um, and then you know, like a nice sidecar on it. Like that would be a fucking kickass. You could tour. You could rip like fucking rock. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, huh, interesting, interesting. So you know, I'm just I'm 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 not in any great screaming hurry, nor do I have anything resembling the money to do so right sure. now. But yeah. uh, you know, and you're almost forty. I'm almost forty. Yeah. What am I gonna do for my midlife crisis, Chuck? I already ride motorcycles. Like. Literally all the time. I don't know. I had mine at 30. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've got it. <laughs> Maybe we'll go buy something really sensible. I'm going to get wood floors, Chuck. That's my midlife crisis. You want me to tell you what the midlife Fucking crisis is? What's that? I will share with you what the midlife crisis is. Mm-hmm. Now that I am on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And you've come through and out the other side. Yeah. I know what it is. What is it? You wake up. Mm-hmm. You don't have like any weird, like, oh, I'm going to die moment. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like that. You wake up and you're, and just one day you're like, you know what? I don't have enough experiences in my life. Hmm. I want more experiences that I haven't had. That's all it is. Hmm. So, you know, for me, Learning to drive a stick shift was part of my midlife crisis. Okay. Shut enough. up. <laughs> Proceed. That, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Relatively uh, simple. It doesn't have to be the big grand. Some of them are big grand. Like, what else was my midlife crisis? Oh, uh, the combat airplane thing in Vegas. Mm-hmm. That was definitely part of my midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just, you want to collect experiences because you realize as you're getting older, that's really all you have. Because mm-hmm. stuff goes away. Stuff goes away. People, you know, your daughter, your kids, they grow up, they change, they become their own people. Mm-hmm. They drift away from you. They tell you you're lame. You know, it's not even that. It, it's, you know, we joke about that. Mm-hmm. And it's not that. It's they, right now where your kids are, it's really 
amazing because you are such a big part of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's fair to say their lives kind of revolve around you mm-hmm. or your life revolves around them. Sure. Yeah. As they get older, that happens less and less. Mm. And you start having to like look for things to connect with your kid with hmm. because their, their personality starts, you know, my kid's 10. She's 10. She's only 10. But she's already at a point where there's like her personality has diverged. Her interests have diverged. Mm-hmm. Things are different. She's got her stuff. She's got her stuff. And, and you, you're just not as close to that. And you kind of, you know, I, there's a lot of times where I look back and I'm just like, God, I wish she was still a toddler because mm. it was really cool then. Or even if she was like five or six, it was, it was a lot cooler. But so you, you start realizing these memories, these experiences you collect, those are the things that are really, really important to you. And so you start, you know, like, oh, I've never done the scuba diving thing. I mean, look at all the shit I did when I was like mid or after my divorce. Because that's when I think when I really hit my midlife crisis, mm-hmm. you know, I went scuba diving. I flew a, a, flew a plane. I did the combat air thing. So I flew a plane twice. I, I got into a submarine. I got into, uh, oh, there was like some driving thing I did, but you know, I, I'm just doing all these, you're doing stuff, doing stuff. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what you're, you're, you get, you kind of kick into overdrive of like doing things hmm. and you know that becomes your stereotypical midlife crisis like oh what'd you do oh i went out and rode a 19 year old for a while all right you know okay hmm. well what have you learned this week chuck <laughs> sometimes i can be serious i've learned that sometimes you're really really insightful <laughs> those times are few and far between and they freak me out a little bit That's all we got time for this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next time. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Help write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheelnerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent. Oh, fuck.